with leadership. So you started out, it was you and another person in 2008. Uh, I'm just going to assume you can correct me. But leading one other person, leading four people, uh, it's a little bit easier. I always say I can lead seven people really, really well. Like over seven, uh, I'm kind of getting into that manager. Like I'm really like getting to know and lead people effectively. Now, how many people do you have underneath the AV8 and 40 volume? So we roughly have about 56-ish under both, um, under all umbrellas. Yeah, so that's a lot. So tell me some things that you learned in your leadership from, you know, 2008, or maybe we could, you can answer like what you would go back and tell yourself about leadership, like kind of give me your leadership journey and what you've learned over the years. Yes. Um, you can't do it all yourself. You know, like, I think that's truly what I have learned so much. I, I truly, I, I agree with you a hundred percent, Evan, on like, we can only effectively lead, you know, at max 10 people and that's pushing it. You know, I think I agree with you. Seven's probably more ideal. I, like I said earlier, I'm a control freak. So I, and I still have that, t- those tendencies in me today, but you cannot do it all on your own. Um, And so you need to be able to start pulling in that support with you along the way. I think I didn't bring in support enough along the way because I, and I probably would still have a lot of those employees that were with me when we were at our old location today, had I brought more leadership on back then, you know, I was still under the impression that it was me and one salon manager, you know, back then. And it, it was just, it was too much for everybody, you know, for us to take on. And then one thing, even now getting to, you know, 56 employees is that the staff growing and the salon is growing insane. I, I, I feel like it's been like drinking from a fire hydrant for the past, I mean, honestly, past, you know, eight, five years really has been like, we've had between 25 and 32% growth year over year for the past eight years. Wow. And so we have just been crazy. But what I do think looking back at it is that I did not grow enough internally to keep up with the rate that my staff and my salon was growing on the outside. And so, you know, like I just, I put that pressure and that stress on me and that stress on, on my people that were underneath me. And I just constantly felt like, you know, like you just could never catch up and that you are just constantly working reactively instead of proactively. And so the biggest thing that I wish I would have done years ago was just learn to lean on people that are there better, you know, and not not expect too much out of yourself and out of one, you know, like when there's only one person, you know, when you have one manager, you expect too much out of them. I think, or at least I did. You know, I expected too much out of one person. They, not everybody's going to be you as the owner, and so you have to remind yourself that we're invested in this. This was our dream and our, you know, our vision that we had. That it's hard to kind of remind ourselves that we want people to buy into this and we want people to go along this journey with us. But they're helping us to achieve our dream. That I think that I, I wish I would have notice of that earlier on in my career as a leader and as an owner. 
All right. So you said something that was really, really important. And I don't think a lot, I didn't notice this in my own life until later on, but when you lead people, a lot of times you, I'll hear salon owners like they want growth. So right now they're going, oh my gosh, I would love to have 50 plus employees, but it's actually a blessing they don't because we have to develop ourselves as leaders. So if you have seven staff and you go to 14, you might not be equipped to lead 14 people. You don't have the structure. You don't have the system. So it's actually a blessing that you have seven. So that's why I, I teach salons and teach leaders to be like, keep developing yourself. Um, keep taking risks. Keep failing. Find out what works. Don't worry. I feel like a lot of my coaching comes from Things I'm like, don't do this. Like we tried it. <laughs> this is what people uh, will feel. So with the massive growth that you've had, how did the team receive all this growth? Because I'm sure you've probably had people from the beginning that you know were one of the the seven or one of the ten, and now they're one of the fifty two or uh, what'd you say, fifty two, fifty six uh, between 56. all of it. Uh, one of the fifty six, and they're just like, man. You know, I kind of like when I joined, we were smaller. Uh, have you had that come up in the company at all? Oh, absolutely. You know, we we have had that. And I, I started sensing that a little bit before it kind of got brought up to me. You know, I have my core group of people who have been with me. You know, like right now, actually next week, I have one that's celebrating seven years with me. And so she's been here through a lot of it. Of it. And, um, you know, I could sense that some people joined in and they love the the busy chaos of a 5,000 square foot salon that there's life and there's, there is stuff going on all the time. We're now open seven days a week, 12 hours a day. There's very rarely a, an hour in the salon that it isn't hustling and bustling, you know? Um, but some of my people that have been with me before, or even some of my new staff that have come on and they, they hear about 40 volume and they love who we are and and what we are as a company, but they kind of come in and they start drowning and they feel lost in this massive environment. And so I started kind of taking on to that. And that's why it's so important for us to have strong leadership and a leadership team. If you're going to be a salon of, you know, of one location with, I mean, I think we have, I'm going to mess with the numbers, 45 people in one location. Let's just say that you need a strong leadership team so that people don't feel lost, they, that they feel comfortable and confident and that they have somewhere to go to. If you don't have that strong leadership team with enough people to kind of help focus and support on them, they're going to kind of not feel like they belong. And so when I, you know, started thinking about the salon and the growth and what was next, I was like, you know, I always wanted to have multiple locations, but now that I've gotten to this massive location, we have our second location, which is so much smaller and a completely different vibe and energy. It's six hair chairs. It's, you know, two treatment room. It's so calm and it's Zen and it's, you know, it's just a hugely different world from our main location. And so when I wasn't quite sure, the the second location kind of fell in my lap a little bit sooner than I was ready for it. And I presented it to my staff and I was like, here is an opportunity opportunity that we have. Who's interested? Who would want to go? And, and I had a group of six people come up to me 
And the relief that I saw on their faces and in their hearts when they started talking to me about wanting an opportunity to go to this new location, it just made me realize like, okay, there's a need for this. There's a need for being to have the two different type of locations to be able to have environments for, for different personalities to thrive in. Not everybody's going to thrive in that big, big environment, but also there's stylists of mine that are like, please don't put me out in your pooler location. Like I could never, and I couldn't work in that. I mean, people would hate me if I was in that small location all the time. I'm so loud. I come in like a bat out of hell. I'm just like, whoa, you know, it's so like, if I were back in that smaller location, it, it's just not my my personality anymore. But my girls that are over there, they love it and they're thriving and they're doing so good. And so that was really interesting to kind of see that dynamic and and to be able to give them the environments for each one of them to thrive in. It's a great way for the company to serve them too. Because you yeah. were like, hey, here's a location. You guys go and kind of pioneer this new location. So I think that's great. I was in, when was I in your salon? Was that February? February. February. And did a vision day, which we'll get to in a second. But you, I did not, I sent you questions that I might ask. This is not on the list. So (laughs) Um, at the end of the vision day, you got up and it was such a beautiful picture of a leader you just got in front of your team, which they were all there. I wasn't expecting that many people. I was like, holy crap. This is like, <laughs> and you were just very vulnerable and very just transparent and getting in front. And you just, I would love for you to talk about like what, what caused you just to get up in front of your team and say that. And then let's segue into like, what are you focused in on 2023 with your team? Absolutely. They kind of both go in together. Um, at the end of that day, so I, I did, I had Evan come in and we did an entire culture vision day because we have grown so much. I did start to feel like we were slipping away from losing like what we're all about and and why you should want to be a part of 40 volume. And, and I, um, so we had, we had Evan come in and it was an incredible day of just kind of remembering our why and, and all of that. And so at the end of it, I was so emotional because as owners and leaders, we try so hard, but sometimes we fall short. And so I, I have been, had been falling really short as a leader. Um, and I was kind of driving my team too hard and not not leading with the best tools that I should have. You know, I was kind of leading under a stressed, you know, environment and, or, a, you know, a stressed self. I, so at that point I was just, I could feel the pressure of like, that I felt that I had let my team down because I'm a person of that. I can't say no either to outside things. And the past year I had, you know, joined a a ton of groups and all of this still trying with the, the vision to try to grow my salon. But what it did was it spread me too thin. And then what that then did was it put, I was then putting pressure on my management team and my leadership team. And it just wasn't the right dynamic. I was not being the best leader that I could be because I was I was also working reactively instead of proactively. And to be transparent too, like I one thing and I and I want to just say this and it kind of doesn't go with it, but one thing that I have learned is that the thing that 
we have to know is when you know that things aren't right, you need to make a change. If you know that you put someone in a position and it isn't working, it's best for both sides to kind of like make changes and adjustments as it goes. Communication is so important between us and our leadership team. We as owners need that team to lean on. But if we're not communicating with them the best, if we're not, if we don't have the right people in place, everybody tells you to friendship and business don't mix. And I'm a person that I was like, I don't believe that we can make this work, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's kind of true. You know, I feel like for a lot of times, a long period of time, I left someone in there or people in their positions because I became friends with them and I, and I got invested in them and I didn't want to make a change that was best for the business because I cared about that person personally. And I was like, what is it going to do to them? Is it going to uplift their world, you know, and everything. So I, I made decisions that were not what putting the business first. And so I truly have learned right now, especially as that, that's what is important is to make sure even in your gut, if you know that it isn't right, make that decision and make that change. At that point, like I, um, just feel like, sorry, I'm kind of gotten off on a tangent. No, on that you're one. great. Yeah, I'm just sitting um, here taking notes. <laughs> but after your day, like, I just felt like I had gotten away from what I wanted to be as an owner, right? The reason why I called you, Evan, was I put out a survey to my entire staff and I asked them hard questions. I, it was an anonymous survey. It was through, you know, like one of the anonymous survey web pages. And I asked them the hard questions. And I said, how is Michelle as an owner? What can Michelle do better to support you as an owner? What is not working in the salon? What do you need more out of your salon environment? What do you need more out of all of us, you know? And so I got back about 35 you know, responses to that. And I read them and cried through some of them and, you know, laughed through some of them. But I, I asked that information because we constantly have to be learning and, and taking a look inside at ourselves. Like, okay, what do we need to work on to get better? Like they're busting it. They're grinding out there to make sure that their craft is great. The hair they produce is great. They're great on social media. They're giving that great customer service, that great experience. But we have to remind ourselves as the leader is we have to keep pushing ourselves too on that inside. And so when I read those responses, a lot of it was true. And like that I really needed to take a step back on how I was leading people and how I was showing up. I was showing up stressed, overwhelmed, not in a positive way. I um, kind of just lost my why. I lost why I was here and it broke my heart to kind of see, I, I thought I was keeping it together, you know, but it broke my heart to see that they all saw right through me, you know? Oh, yeah. And yeah. One thing that, that per, one person said to me was, it's not fair that the stress you choose to take on in your life is being projected onto us. Oh, that hurt. 
I chose to open a third look at third salon location. I chose to be a part of this organization. I am the one that is choosing to drive this. But when that survey came through and that said that it is not fair that we are taking the brunt of your stress and your chaos, I was like, you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. So I called you. I called you that week. I called a new therapist that week. I was like, all right, I can't ask for this knowledge and this information if I'm not going to do anything about it. I wanted to take a step back and be like, okay, what is it that my team wants? What is it that I want as an environment around here? You know, like I have to show up better. I have to not put stress on people. You know, my job, you know, I, I struggle with like our job as the leader is to keep driving and to make sure that we, we constantly have to look at what can we do better? How can we improve? How can we do all of these things? But, but so much so too, we also need to stop and, and appreciate what we have and who we have that are along that journey. And, and so I, it was a huge eye opener to me. And when you came in, it was exactly what I was looking for to kind of reconnect me with the why. And it was just a day of hearing from all of my team as like what they want out of a, of a work environment, what they want out of, you know, like a customer service environment. And so at that day, at the end of that day, I just apologized to my team for not showing up the way that they deserved me to show up or, you know, kind of struggling as a leader. I, every interview that I do a new person I bring on my team, I remind, I tell them 100% transparently, I have owned a bit this salon for all, this is our 15th year today, year right now. I still have no idea what the hell I'm doing. It is a new adventure every single day. I am learning. I am trying to be better. I, I still am, am pushing myself to learn. So I like, I always just ask people for grace. It's like, let's learn together and let's grow together. And so that was kind of where I was at at the end of that day. Yeah. It, it was such a beautiful moment. Taking some notes as you're uh, talking. The first thing is you faced your fear. Sending out that that survey, you knew it wasn't going to come back, you know, corns and rainbows. You knew <laughs> you were going to get some heavy stuff. And like my wife and I, we do the same thing. We send ours out to our company. Uh, it's just like, okay, like we're going to, but as leaders, we have to face our fear. I've heard it like staring down the lion because like, a lot of times it's just like, oh, let's just look over here and maybe, but the whole team knows. They know before you yep. know. I love that you got up and you apologized. I think I've said on the podcast before, two powerful words together for leaders are, I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry to a, a employee yesterday. I, I love, I, I know this, but sometimes in leadership, we just need to be reminded our stress can affect our team. We're building a building right now and there's a lot of stress about it, but you know what? Our team, uh, my wife was talking about, she heard this on another podcast that all our team wants and what employees want for their companies is to come in in a joyful place, work in a stress-free environment, and do what they are created to do, and then go home and be, you know, husbands and wives and moms and dads and whatever. And we we just kind of press reset and we're like, hey, what let's make this year fun. We mm -hmm. switched up our dress code, we switched up a lot of things in our company to 
create fun. So when they come in, they're like, oh, I'm glad to be here. And when they ask us about the building, um, we try not to talk about stressful things like, oh, well, this fell through or this, or, you know, it's taken X, Y, and Z. And we've had, we've so far, we've had a, uh, a, a very great track record with our builder and everything running smoothly, other than it rained in January oh. and February. Like day. <laughs> right. You know, hopefully there's a salon owner, a leader right now, and they're probably hitting pause and being like, holy crap, like, I, I'm stressed. I'm stressed in my, my, I mean, being married is stressful enough, not only running a commercial, you know, company and then buying and selling and doing all these things. And if that's the one thing you learned this year, what a freaking lesson. Like, right. I mean, that would drastically change your leadership, drastically. Absolutely. Um, So what are you focused on in 2023? I am focused on, I'm still focused on like how I can be a better leader, how I can make sure, you you were just talking and one thing that came to my mind was that sometimes we feel that when we kind of, that it, that it is a sign of weakness when we need support and we need to lean on people or we need to take a pause button and go see a therapist or, you know, we need to do that type of stuff. You know, like I, I'm like, I'm strong. I can handle it. I can do it all on my own, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. Well, that's not fair. You know, like we, we are look to, to kind of be the person to, to help to support people when they're going through hard times, to help to celebrate people when they're going through great times. But, you know, that saying that like, it kind of gets loneliest at the top is something that we need to remind ourselves that like, we need to incorporate ourselves in, in with people that help to fill our cup too. You know, that it's not a sign of weakness when we have to take, you know, like you said, press that pause button and kind of look at ourselves like, what am I doing wrong? You know, like, what do I need to do better? And and that's kind of something that I truly am focused on this year is how can I treat people better? How can I lead people better? How can I support my, my staff better? Um, I am dedicated and focusing on getting the right people in the right places, you know, and kind of spreading out my leadership team. I'm learning that it's not that that it's not just one person that everything can fall on underneath me. You know, we have three different locations right now. So I'm dedicated on making sure that I find the support systems for my salon manager. You know, I don't want to project that stress on her. I want to give her those support people to help her. So my year is dedicated to, you know, kind of continuing to, to, suck up as much information as I possibly can. Um, never stop learning, you know, so this year is all about leadership training for me, all about like, what else can I do as the the boss? Like, cause again, it starts from the top, you know, it starts from the top, like the whole, you know, energy and direction of our business comes from me, you know? And so like so many times, like I, at the end of 2022, I was getting discouraged, you know, and I was kind of like, just lost my way of like, I felt lonely. And I felt like I was tired of being the only one driving this bus, you know? And I was tired of kind of like, I I think it was because I felt like I I could feel that I was making the wrong decisions and, and, and treating people the wrong way. And so now it's like, 
I want to, I want to find the people to kind of be there right beside me and to kind of help me along the way and, and what their path is going to be too. And, and we could, I, that's really my main focus for 23 is just me and how to be better as a leader, how to talk to people better, how to kind of have a softer approach to people. I mean, we were just talking about it earlier about it's not necessarily what we say, it's how we say it. And I'm, I'm big about that. You know, I'm, I'm a loud presence when I come in and it always like people tell me that like you intimidate me and you make me nervous to come and talk to me. And to me, I'm like, my door is open. Like I love everybody and I am the realest person. There is no secrets. There is no anything, you know, but, but I forget that like, but to other people, my presence is a lot. And, you know, like I might say something that is super hurtful to somebody and it's just me joking, you yeah. know, and because they don't know me. And so I'm really trying to focus on like my, my approach, my, how I, how I talk to people, how I treat people, not putting my expecta- expectations of myself onto other people. 2023 is going to be huge for you guys. And what you were describing earlier is you're the lid to the company. If you're on a scale to one to 10, if you're a six, then you're the lid. Nobody's going to go past that. I've seen it in organizations where uh, if you rate yourself like one to 10 on a leadership scale, where an eight goes to work for a six, it does not work. So right. as leaders, we got to keep evaluating. And the more people you bring around you, the lid expands and goes up. So, I couldn't imagine running a company just solely by myself. Like, with the, like I put me around a team. What's something that you would tell a salon owner that might be, you know, kind of where you were at some point? Like, do I want to keep moving on with this? Like, I don't really know. Life is stressful. Business is stressful. What's some words of encouragement you would have for them? Um, I think it's like, just kind of take a step back and remember your why, you know, remember why you're doing this and know that you don't have to do it alone. Like there are, I can guarantee you that there are people around you that are wanting to be supportive of you, um, and supportive of the company and, you know, kind of not, don't be afraid to ask for help and lean on other people. It's, it's totally okay. It's not a sign of weakness when we ask for help, you know, it's actually a sign of strength when it's like, okay, you know, like we can only be better together. Find me on social media, find me anywhere. You know, like I am here. I love collaborating with other salon owners. Like I, you know, like gravitate to them. I constantly find myself, even in Savannah, we have, or in Southeast Georgia, we have a group of you know, salon owners that are like-minded that we get together and we are texting each other. How do you do this? How do you do that? You know, like, how do you grow better? Like just ask questions and and lean on other people. You know, every other salon in this, in Savannah, I absolutely adore. And I love because I'm only in competition with myself, you know? And so I'm in competition to make sure once that client gets in my front door that I am, I treat them the best I can and we can only work together better as a team. And so you know, collaborate together with other people and, and, you know, gain from them, gain knowledge from them and, and kind of lean on them. You don't have to do this alone is the, I guess the best advice that I could give. Like you're not alone in this, like, and don't forget to invest in yourself, you know, like investing in growing yourself, finding out what you need to refill your cup is important. And kind of like, like we said, like you are kind of that barometer of the, the environment. And so you want to make sure that, that you are investing in, in yourself and what you need to get 
Michelle, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You've been an inspiration to me just from the growth you've had, the transparency you have with your team. And you're just like, look, I'm not perfect. I don't have it all right, but I'm learning and I'll say I'm sorry very quick. And that's what a leader is. Michelle, thanks for being on Touch the Long Podcast. Thank you for having me.